Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Beautiful, beautiful Savior. Beautiful Savior. What a wonderful day this has been in the house of the Lord. How many enjoyed the presence of the Lord this morning? Such a beautiful time in the presence of God. I love what I feel right now in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. One more time, let's just lift up a praise unto God. Thank you for his goodness. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel his presence. I would like to invite your attention to the book of Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah and the 23rd chapter. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you today. We praise you today. You are wonderful Savior. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Lamb of God. You know, you could just say those words of praise over and over, and it never gets old just praising his name. Hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I think we ought to take just 30 seconds. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Blessed be the name of our God. Hallelujah, the most high and lofty one. From Jeremiah chapter 23. In verse 21, the word of the Lord says this, I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and it caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way. And from the evil of their doings. Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I feel heaven and earth, saith the Lord? I have heard what the prophets said, that prophesy lies in my name. Saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, 
let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord? Is not my word like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words, every one from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say, He saith. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. Wow. Wow. What a word. I could just pray dismissal right now. We could all just go home. My, my. But I'm not. I'm going to go ahead and preach a little while. <laughs> I want to just speak for just a few moments on the subject, dream the word. Dream the word. Let's go to the Lord together in prayer. God, we thank you for your presence that's so beautiful in this place, so rich, so real, so tangible. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I pray in the name of the Lord that you would move upon each and every one of us. Let your word take root in our hearts. Help us, I pray, oh God, to receive your holy word. Your word, oh God, is life. Your word, oh God, is light. Your word, oh God, is power. <laughs> your word is power. And we praise you for your word. We thank you and we ask for your anointing upon the remainder of this service in the precious name of Jesus. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. It is a common motivational idea that one should dream. It is a common <clears throat> ideal that we should not just dream, but that we should dream big. We've heard it over and over. Never lose your dream. Never let anybody steal your dream. Keep dreaming. When you don't think somebody has a dream of worth, you might say, dream on. We are instructed to dream big. And I want to talk to you a little bit about dreams, about dreaming. It is important to dream, but... More importantly, we should receive dreams from the Lord. There is no value 
in conjuring our own dreams. Dreams that do not come from the Lord are merely distractions. Dreams that are successful and that accomplish good, accomplish good and are successful because they came from the Lord. Of course, one of the most famous dreams that we can think of in modern times came from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I have a dream, he so famously stated. And this was not just his dream. It was a dream that came from the Lord. And it had all the powers of God behind it. And that's why it was so powerful and so constructive. But if we're dreaming dreams that are self-serving, then they will only go so far as what the dream itself can take it. If we're dreaming dreams that are focused on our personal gain, of how high we can climb a particular ladder, then we're not dreaming the dreams of God. We need to receive our dreams from the Lord. And the Bible makes it clear that there are dreams that come from the Lord. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Dreams can come from the presence of the Lord. They can come from Almighty God. But we must be careful that we receive our dreams from the Lord. Now there is dreaming that occurs in the night. These dreams that occur in the night are so very unusual. If your plan is to have La Rosa's after service tonight, I'll be interested to know what your dreams are when you wake up tomorrow morning. It could be any number of things. It could involve any number of people, folks you haven't seen for 50 years, folks you haven't seen since you were in second grade. And they'll be having a normal conversation with somebody you just met four days ago. And, and, and totally separated, never have they met. And, and then folks you've never met will show up in the dream. It's this hodgepodge, this, this mix and match of, of some reality versus, versus things that are not reality. Things you hope for, things you are scared of, things that could happen, things that would never happen. And you don't know why it is or what it is, but it's the dream that you dream. Sometimes you can dream a dream in the middle of the night so active that when you wake up in the morning, you need a nap. You've been running from stuff and climbing over stuff and swinging from vines and chandeliers and, and ch getting chased by volcano lava and you just I'm wore out 
I need to go back to bed. But that's how dreams work. Anything can influence the mind and cause the mind to just randomly throw stuff into the middle of your dream. And then there's a little something called daydreaming. Daydreaming is, of course, different. Daydreaming is a little more deliberate. You're able to just kind of focus your attention when you daydream. Daydreaming is, is when you get caught up in a particular thought, an idea, and you focus on it and you concentrate on it. And, it, and it, it's where you spend your attention, where you pay your attention while anything can be going on. God forbid during school you might daydream a little bit. God forbid while the preacher's preaching on Sunday night, somebody might be daydreaming just, just a little bit here and there. It can happen, and it can happen quick. You can just kind of get lost in thought. And you can focus your attention upon a particular topic. And, and, and two and a half minutes can go by. And, and I'm halfway through the sermon, and you don't even know where I am or what I was saying. Because you were daydreaming. Amen. I feel conviction in the house of God. Right? I feel conviction. Somebody needed to hear that. Amen. Daydreaming. Night dreaming. Some dreams come from God, but not all dreams come from God. God can speak to anybody in a dream. As a matter of fact, many times God will use a dream to speak to somebody that he normally can't get through to. The reason is because all their defenses are down while they're asleep. They're not shutting him off and shutting him out like they are during the day. Some examples of this are in the Old Testament when the Midianites were expecting Israel to launch an attack. And somebody in the camp had a dream of a barley loaf tumbling down into the Midian camp. I think he had La Rosa's the night before. A barley loaf came tumbling down into the camp and they began to realize that, that this was a, a, a signifying element that Gideon was going to launch a strike against Midian. They didn't realize that it was only going to be 300 soldiers. But that's what it, that's the reason it was a barley loaf. It was symbolizing the meekness of their, of their effort. What seemed to be benign. They didn't think a barley loaf could take them. And here came 300 soldiers against the great war machine of Midian. It was a dream, and it was a dream from the Lord. Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, two of them, significant dreams. One was so eerie, he didn't remember what it was. He couldn't recall the nature of it. He called the magicians and the astrologers and the soothsayers and the Chaldeans all together, the diviners who were skilled at interpreting dreams don't mess around with that stuff. If there's an interpretation of a dream, it'll come from God, not from a book. If there's an interpretation of a dream, it'll come as a word of knowledge from a gift of the Spirit and not from some horoscope. 
not from some new age mysticism. That's called divination. It's witchcraft. It's an ungodly spirit. It's an entertainment of devils. And that's what these soothsayers were engaged in. They were engaged in witchcraft. And, and so Nebuchadnezzar said, all right, I'm going to need you to interpret my dream. Got him up in the middle of the night. They brought in in the middle of the night. I want you to interpret my dream. And they got ready to lie again as they had done before about what this dream meant. And they said, all right, just tell us what you dreamed and we'll tell you what it meant. Go ahead. He said, that's the problem. I don't know what I dreamed. I need you to tell me what I dreamed. And then I need you to tell me what it means. This was a problem because they were exposed for who they really were, unable to operate in the deep things of the Spirit. Daniel, in whom an excellent spirit was, came in and he interpreted the dreams of Nebuchadnezzar, the dream of the great statue, golden head, and on down came the digressing metals. It was a prophecy concerning the kingdoms of the world that would arrive as world powers until our very present day. Later, Nebuchadnezzar had another dream. This dream, there was a great tree, and under it, all manner of man and beast was able to find shelter and shade. That's how he viewed himself, and that's really how he had postured himself. To be the kind of government where everything and everybody could be cared for under his shade. But he had, he had become puffed up, and God was getting ready to take him down. And the messenger of the Lord came and ordered the tree cut down, and, and only the root would be left. And Daniel said, Nebuchadnezzar, you're the tree. And you're getting ready to be taken down. It was a dream, and it was a dream from the Lord. Pharaoh had a dream. Seven, seven uh, cows that were, that were very sickly. Seven cows that were very well off. And they represented seven years. And seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. Joseph was given the interpretation of the dream. It was a dream that was given to them by God to literally prepare the world for a worldwide famine. It was an absolutely crucial dream. God gave to Pharaoh. It was absolutely necessary that God give Pharaoh this dream so that all of Israel could be saved and so that the world would have a place to which they could go and find shelter from the famine. Without a doubt, a dream that came from the Lord. The butler and the baker who met Joseph in the prison each had a dream. Their dreams came from God. One was a, was, a, was a heads up that he was going to be promoted. The other was a dire warning that he was about to be executed. Dreams that came from God that were bona fide from the Lord. But Jeremiah said, not all dreams come from the Lord. 
Some do. The Bible takes care to mention many that do. In one place, the Bible talked about the fact that, that Pilate was being very torn about his role in the crucifixion of Jesus. His wife, in the middle of the night, troubled, troubled by a dream. She came to him and said, don't touch him, don't mess with him. You don't want to have his blood on your hands. He's an innocent man. He's a good man. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Warnings. Red flags. Alarms sounding. Dreams. Dreams that can come. But Jeremiah, nonetheless, he said there are a lot of people, a lot of prophets who like to dabble in the dreams. Who like to dream a little dream. Tell you about the dream and use the dream to manipulate. Use the dream to coerce. Use the dream to lead you astray. He said from the mouth of God, he said, I have not sent these prophets. Nonetheless, they run. I have not spoken to these prophets. But nonetheless, they prophesied. He said, I hear what the prophets are saying. I hear the lies that they prophesy in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. But he said, they are prophesying lies and they are prophesying of the deceit of their own heart. And they think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams. Dreams that come from the Lord are dreams that will exalt his name. Dreams that come from the Lord are dreams that will lift up and lift high the mighty God. He said, let the prophet that had the dream, let him tell the dream. He said, don't get so caught up in trying to disprove the prophets who prophesy of their fleshly dreams. He said, if the prophet has a dream, let him tell the dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I can't control what false prophets might say in this generation, but we can speak for the word of God. And just simply declare his word faithful. Hallelujah. Every time we stand up behind this desk, we're going to speak the word. Not somebody's opinion of the word. Not somebody's speculation of the word. Not somebody's well-intentioned dream that's hatched out of a, out of a secular humanism. But we're going to speak the word of God and we're going to speak it faithfully. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, every Sunday we're going to speak the word of God. Every Wednesday we're going to speak the word of God. Every time we witness, we're going to speak the word of God. We don't have to manipulate. We don't have to coerce. We don't have to try to lead somebody astray. Send them roundabout. Just speak the word can still hear the apostle Paul telling Timothy he said preach the word be instant in season out of season he said reprove 
rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and with doctrine. Preach the word. That's what this generation needs. It needs the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. There's power in the word. There's spirit in the word. There's life in the word. Oh, hallelujah. There's love in the word. There's faith in the word. Where does faith come from? Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. hallelujah you need to speak the word to your circumstances you need to speak the word to your dilemmas you need to speak the word to the deception trying to creep into your mind you need to speak the word to your temptations you need to speak the word hallelujah to the sickness creeping into your body you need to speak the word I can hear Jesus say it is written glory hallelujah it is written and shall not live by bread alone, Woo! but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. There's a word from God for everything you might face. Now, there are some who are going to prophesy dreams. Some are going to, pro- listen, when it says prophesy dreams, it's not just talking about those spooky dreams. It's not just talking about those those dreams where they're going to try to try to mesmerize you with some kind of a some kind of a, a mystical element to their to them to themselves. It's it's even talking about dreams that we concoct on our own. I hope that when we are asked the question, what's your dream? I hope we can genuinely say, I dream the dreams of God. What is your dream? What is your, is it about you being so successful? Is it about you being honored and worshiped? What is your dream? Is it about you being elevated? Is it about you being above everybody else? Is it about you being flush with cash? Is it, what is your dream? Is your dream about you, you, you? Or is your dream the dream of God? telling you don't dream the dreams of the false prophets don't dream the dreams of those who tell you to serve yourself and think of yourself and put yourself above others I'm telling you dream the word dream the word dream the word you want to be successful dream the word you want to be successful dream the word this is what the Bible means when it says Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, that's daydreaming. What are you daydreaming about? Daydream about souls being saved. Daydream about Holy Ghost end time revival. Daydream about the Lord raising the dead back to life. Daydream about the blind eyes being opened. Daydream about deaf ears being unstopped. What are you dreaming about? What's the meditation of your heart? Oh, hallelujah. I will have failed if my life does not bring glory to God. It doesn't matter if anybody remembers my name. But when they think of me, I hope they remember one name. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
You know why? Because Joel Urshan died in an old watery grave. I was buried with him by baptism into his death. I was buried with Jesus Christ by baptism into his death. Joel Urshan died. All of Joel's ambitions, all of Joel's aspirations, all of Joel's carnal thoughts about what he could become. And, and from that watery grave rose a new man. In Christ Jesus. If you'll, if you'll dream those dreams. He'll order your steps. And when he orders your steps. You will receive every blessing you need to receive. And he might. He might. He might just bless you. With untold amounts of cash. If he does. Thank you Jesus. But he might be blessing the folks three seats over from you with the cash. And you just get to pray for them. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, all glory to God. All glory to God. All glory to God. I'm not going to get caught up in my dreams. I want to dream his dream. I want to dream his word. I want to dream his dreams. Let's look at these dreams from God. Some of them come from God and we don't understand them. Sometimes we get a dream from the Lord. From the Lord. From the Lord. And we still don't understand it. And we actually misunderstand it. A case in point is Joseph. Joseph received a dream from the Lord. In this dream. He is unquestionably the exalted one. His star is brighter. His sheaf is taller. All the other sheaves are bowing down. All the other stars are worshiping. And Joseph comes strutting out of breakfast. All excited to tell everybody all about the dream. I dreamed a dream. I won't sing it for you. And he starts telling them how that they're going to worship him in his dream. In my, in my dream, everybody's bowing down at me. In my dream, everybody is exalting me in my dream. And Joseph had to go through a process in his life that I pray nobody in this room will ever have to go through but the dream God gave him was so important it was necessary that he understand who the dream was really about and the process that he went through was a process that stripped him of all sense of self concerning his dream God had to allow him to go into the pit so that he could have proper perspective of his dream. God had to allow him to be sold into slavery so that he could have proper perspective of his dream. God had to allow him to prosper in Potiphar's house only to be falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. Only for other folks to believe it and to imprison him for it. 
so that he could have proper perspective of his dream. God had to allow Joseph to sit in prison for years waiting for some kind of a break in his own life and in his own circumstances. God had to allow that so that Joseph could have proper perspective so that when he stood, listen folks, when he interpreted the dream of the butler and he interpreted the dream of the baker, two years later, two years later, I mean the butler walked out saying, I will never forget you, man. What you did for me was so amazing. You're, gonna, you, 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 you're, the, you're the most important person in the world to me. And for two years forgot him. And Joseph is sitting in prison watching the news. Googling the butler. Did the butler say anything? Butler, Joseph, dream, Pharaoh. Now then, for two years, he had to sit in that prison and be stripped of self. Stripped of self because he had a dream. And in his dream, he was exalted. Others were bowing. In his dream, he was lifted high and others were brought low. In his dream, that was his dream. Follow your dream, man. Dream big, Joseph. I'm trying. I mean, I am. It's pretty big. I'm a star. No, not like a Hollywood star. Like a real star in my dreams. And other stars are worshiping me. Keep dreaming, Joseph. But, but I'm being falsely accused. Keep dreaming the dreams of God. But I'm being cast down into a pit. Keep dreaming the dreams of God until you can't even see yourself in the dream. Until you realize this isn't about you. This is about his glory. This is about his power. This is about his love. This is about his grace. This is about his mercy. This is about souls being saved. This is about others coming to God. This is about lives being healed. This is about hearts being mended. This isn't about you being exalted. So I'm sorry, until you get that, you're going to be falsely accused and others are going to believe it and you're going to be cast into prison. Until you get it, you're going to sit in that prison even after you've done good, you've interpreted dreams and they've gone on, butler and baker, the baker died, the butler is, is exalted. Now you're going to sit in that prison for two years and then the word comes that Pharaoh's had a dream and they need an interpreter. And a light bulb goes off in the mind of the butler. And he's like, oh, wait a minute, hold up. I think there is somebody that might be able to help us with this. He goes down and gets Joseph. Joseph comes up to where Pharaoh is. And he interprets the most amazing dream. If he doesn't have the interpretation of this dream, everything is changed. God would have found a way. God would have found a way to preserve Israel because it was his covenant. But if Joseph could not interpret this dream, then God's chosen way of preserving Israel would have, would have been unable to have happened. Joseph was the one who provided the interpretation of the dream and then the execution of the plan. And, and, and literally the dream was about seven cows that were, that were sickly and seven cows that were well favored. And, and Joseph 
had the dream, and from the dream, he had the strategy, and from the strategy, he developed a plan of execution, and he provided sustenance for the entire world during one of the greatest worldwide famines. It's absolutely amazing. And in the process of the whole world undergoing famine, Jacob's sons are having to journey to Egypt because there's corn in Egypt. And when they come to Egypt, they walk in, they don't even recognize Joseph. They feel like, like they feel so condemned for what they did, they can't even imagine Joseph even having survived the awful thing they subjected him to. But here he is, like a bright shining star. And here they come, bowing before him, asking for food, asking for some allowance of food. And Joseph begins to see Oh, this was the dream. It wasn't about me being better than my brothers. It was about me helping my brothers. Oh, wait a minute. This was the dream. It, it wasn't about me having more money than other people. It was about me helping other people. And then when his brothers learned who he was, they thought for sure he would execute them and order their execution on the spot. And he had, to, he had to go like walk away and gather himself and compose himself and get in touch with the dream again. And thank God that God systematically stripped him of all self. To where he had no bitterness and he had no angst and he had no resentment. And all of those ungodly demons that would tempt him to exact revenge, they had been stripped from him in Potiphar's house. They had been stripped from him in a lonely pit. They had been stripped from him in prison. They had been stripped from him through disappointment, through suffering, through long suffering. And so now when he walks up in front of his brothers, he's like a tall sheep. And they're bowed over with condemnation. If he had not been stripped of self. If he had dreamed his own version of the dream. If he had dreamed about his success. If he had dreamed about how he was going to be great. Then this is a perfect opportunity. To use them as stepping stones. To what else he could become. But that's not what the dream was about. The dream was about forgiveness the dream was about blessing the dream was about feeding the hungry that's what your dream needs to be about it doesn't matter how great God makes you it doesn't matter how high God promotes you don't you ever lose sight of who this dream is really about this dream isn't about you this is about you feeding people who need Jesus this dream isn't about you being better than others, you being greater than others. Listen, we have a lot of people in this world who thrive on the idea of being better than everybody around them. It's the spirit of antichrist. It's an ungodly feeling. It's an ungodly thing that creeps into the heart and the soul of man. And it makes them callous to the needs of others. Oh God, but if you can dream his word. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. 
and in his law doth he meditate day and night day and night hallelujah you need to dream the word you need to think the word you need to meditate the word you need to dwell on the word you know if you think about something long enough in the day it will manifest itself into your thoughts at night good or bad I remember Anna was had, a, had to do quite a bit of math. She was so focused on a particular uh, uh, math exam. And she was studying, 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 studying. And, and, and that's all she was doing for uh, a few days. And just, I mean, it was morning to night. She was just really focused on this math. And she had gone to bed. My wife and I were just, uh, uh, just talking in the living room. And all of a sudden, Anna, like, started walking in her sleep. And she came to the top of the steps and started talking. And we said, oh, well, there's Anna. And I said, uh, you need something, baby? And she, was, she didn't even look at me. She just had her face in her hands. And she started talking about algebraic equations. <laughs> and I realized what she had been thinking about so much during the day was now coming out in the middle of the night. That's the way it needs to be with the Word of God. Oh, if you could, listen, why don't you dream this? Daydream, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Why don't you daydream, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Why don't you, why don't you daydream, seek peace, do good, and pursue it. Why don't you daydream, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Why don't you daydream, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. I'm going to tell you something, it'll cure the nightmare and it'll cure the worry and it'll cure the fear and it'll cure the doubt you're a blessed man you're a blessed woman if day and night you'll meditate on his word glory dream that word daydream that word Think about it when you rise up in the morning. Think about it before you go to bed at night. Talk about it. That's what Moses said in the book of Deuteronomy. Talk about it while you're sitting in your chair. Hang it up on the doorposts of your house. Before you go to bed at night, shout it loud. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Because, because, listen, this world will try to plant in you all kinds of self-serving dreams. And you can follow those. And in those, you're bigger. You're better. You're better. You're the best. You're stronger. You're sharper. than everybody around you. And if you're not careful, you'll think that's the point of the dream. But if you'll dream the word, then while you're walking this path called life, and you're getting your education, and you are making your way through the decisions of this life, you're going to find yourself, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to find yourself in pits at times. But keep dreaming the word. You're going to find yourself falsely accused at times. Keep dreaming the word. You're going to find yourself, ladies and gentlemen, in prison unfairly 
and sometimes fairly. Keep dreaming the word. Dream big. Dream big. Don't dream your dreams. Dream his dreams. Oh, hallelujah. Because when you see his dreams, when you dream his dreams, you're going to see folks coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west receiving the good word of God. Hallelujah. You're going to see people from all, all back, uh, backgrounds of life coming to receive the things of the Lord. And God's going to use you to do it. That's dreaming his dreams. Don't be distracted by dreams that don't come from God. And even the dreams that do come from God, make sure you have perspective on what they are. They're not about you. Glory. Hallelujah. There are some dreams that come simply to bring fear. And they can really seem like they came from God. I remember a dream that I had. My wife and I were getting ready to travel to Washington, D.C., we were flying out in about two or three days. We had small children. They weren't going with us. And I went to bed. Everything was fine. In the middle of the night, I had a dream. In this dream, we were in an airplane. It was 2003. Fresh on everybody's minds was 9-11. This plane was commandeered and was taken toward the U.S. Capitol building, crashed into the rotunda. I remember it so vividly. I, I, I nearly suffocated in my dream from the fumes. The flames went higher and higher. It was absolute carnage and chaos and wreckage. And I woke up from that dream. And I thought, maybe I shouldn't go. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't go. But some dreams come to you, they didn't come from God. They came from your enemy to put fear in your hearts. You know, you, you can have not just day dreams, you can have day nightmares. How many have ever sat around and thought of worst case scenarios? You think about worst case scenarios and all of a sudden you're, you're caught away lost in, in thought about all of the bad things that are going to happen and all of, the, all of the terrible things that could go wrong. Don't dream those worst case scenarios. Dream the word. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run therein and is safe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord, hallelujah, is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. I'm going to dwell on it. I'm going to dream it. I'm going to believe it until it consumes my whole thought. And when I find myself in those circumstances, I'm going to know what to do because I've been dreaming big the Word of God. I've been dreaming big the Word of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Don't rely on somebody's dream. Rely on the Word. Rely on the Word. Rely on the Word. Rely on the Word. 
stand on the word. Hallelujah. Stand on the word. Somebody needs to do it right now. You need to stand upon the word of God. His word says I am healed. His word says I am free. His word says it. His word says I am forgiven. His word says I am delivered. That's what his word says. Oh, let's clap our hands unto him right now. Let's stand to our feet right now and clap our hands unto the Lord and magnify his name. Magnify his name. Magnify his name. Magnify the name of the Lord. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I took that flight and nothing happened. We started, we started descending into Washington, D.C. And I started saying, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. I don't know what you're facing right now, but you ought to look at it and say, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I am free. I am healed. I am delivered. I have nothing to fear. God is my refuge. God is my fortress. In Jesus' name, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I have power in the Holy Ghost. I have power in the Holy Ghost. I have power in the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I think somebody ought to give him a praise right now. Because he has kept you. Because he has protected you. Hallelujah. He turned every evil foe. Hallelujah. He turned every adversary away. He turned every enemy away. And he's kept his hand on you. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. One of the great, one of the great Scriptures in Genesis chapter 12, chapter 15. When Abraham, the Bible says in the middle of the night, and horror of great darkness came upon him. Anybody ever had that before? You don't even know what it is. You're almost scared to open your eyes. Afraid of what you might find. You feel darkness all around you. I love what Abraham did. He got up. He walked out. And he talked to God. You know what you need to do when you feel that horror of great darkness come on you? Get up. Walk out talk to God God I feel a horror of great darkness all around me I'm scared to take another step I'm scared of what tomorrow may hold Lord God I don't like the feeling that I have right now 
know what I need, Lord? You know what I need? I need a word. I need a word. I need a word from the Lord. And it was in that moment that the Lord God of heaven and earth spoke to him and said to him, Abram, blessing I will bless you. Multiplying I will multiply you. I will, I will multiply your seed like the stars in the sky. I will multiply your seed like the sands of the seashore. You know, you know that, that's really, I think, a, a, a type of his revelation to Abraham that there's going to be natural children and there's going to be spiritual children. The sands of the sea represent the natural children who right now have set up a nation state in Israel. But then there's going to be spiritual children like the stars in the sky. You know who that is? That's you. That's me. God told Abraham about you and about me in Genesis chapter 15. Abraham, don't be afraid to live your life. Don't be afraid to do something good for me. Don't be afraid to take another step. Don't be afraid to face another day. I know you're under a horror of great darkness right now. But there's some folks in Cincinnati, Ohio, in 2016, and all across the world, who are going to find me because of you dreaming my word, you believing my promises. Shaya Yamoho Katahaya. I'm telling you right now, if you'll hold on to the promises of God, you'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, if you'll fight through this and hold on to the promises of God, souls will be saved. Souls will be saved. Souls will be saved. Souls will be saved. Come on, we're going to lift up that heavy darkness right now. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands all across this building. The Spirit of the Lord is going to move through this house. And darkness is going to fall off of us in Jesus' name. The Word of God has become our dream. The Word of God has become our dream. The will of God has become our dream. The purpose of God has become our dream. The providence of God has become our deepest desire. Ooh, come on, that's it. From side to side, from front to back, let the Spirit of the Lord move in this house. Let the Spirit of the Lord move on you right now to lift, to lift that heavy darkness, to break those heavy bands. In the name of the Lord, Jesus. In the name of the Lord, Jesus. Like oil upon your feet. Like oil upon your feet. Wine for you to drink. Wine for you to drink. Like water from my heart. I pour my love on you. If praise is like perfume, I lavish mine on you till every drop is gone. I pour my love. 
something in the Holy Ghost I want you to be willing to lay down your dreams what dream do you have what dream do you have you know even if it's a dream come from God if you're not understanding it it's a distraction Joseph got caught Joseph got caught in a a current of proverbial water that was that was sending him wildly down the river and the whole way he was wondering where did I go wrong what what happened I, I don't understand I went literally from from, from knowing exactly how my life was going to turn out to being anything and everything different than what I thought I would be. You know what you have to do? You have to surrender yourself to the flow. Don't fight the current. Just go with the flow. And know that He orders your steps. so thankful brother and sister Wilson are here tonight let's give them a big hand we love brother and sister Wilson
I'm going to share just something that always blessed me. A lot of times they're not here because they're in Millersport with Brother Steve and Sister Bethany Malloy, their daughter and son-in-law. When Steve and Bethany, of course, grew up here, but when she married Steve, they were here. I always appreciated Brother Steve because he just lent his hand to everything. Bringing people to church. Running the sound. He, he graduated from Bible college. He had a desire to pastor and to preach the gospel. Finally, an opportunity came for him to go pastor in Millersport, Ohio. And I'll never forget him coming to me and saying, I don't know if I should do it. Because there was a point where I laid that dream down. I said, that's why you should do it. Because God can trust you with the dream. He didn't allow that dream to prevent him from doing God's work right where he is right now. You don't think Abraham had a dream to have a son? You better believe he did. He had a dream. It was his dream. It was his lifelong dream. And here he was. And God said, give him to me. What? Give me what you've always wanted. So Abraham did. He took Isaac. He took the knife. He took the wood. He carried it all the way up to Mount Moriah. He took that long, arduous journey uphill to give God his dream. The dream that he felt God gave to him. I saw that in Brother Malloy. Brother Malloy wept. He said, I laid that dream down before the Lord. I said, that's why God is trusting you with it now. Because if you'll be willing to give him everything, everything, even the dreams he gave you, give it to him. Give it back to him. And say, I won't manipulate it. I won't coerce it. I won't force it. I want you to have your will and to have your way. And I believe somebody right now is being called on by God to lay down your dream before the Lord and say, God, I give you everything. Every gift you've given me, I give it to you. Every talent you give to me, I'm giving it back to you. Every ability you have given to me, I give it back to you. Everything, everything, everything. Naked came I into this world. Naked will I go out. But blessed be the name of the Lord. As we sing this song, I, I believe that there's a spirit of giving in this house. A spirit of giving. And what I'd like for you to give, I'd like to give your dream to God right now. What you've always wanted to be, give it to God. What you've always wanted to have, give it to God. What you've always desired, give it to God. Right now, all across this house, give it, release it right now. Let it come out of your hands and be placed into His right now. Feel it. Feel it come out of you and into his presence. I Water from the heart. 
pour my love on you to praise is like perfume I lavish my own till every drop is gone I It praises my perfume. I lavish mine on you till every drop is gone. I pour my love like all upon your feet, like wine for you to drink, like water from my heart. I pour my love on. Like praises I perfume, I lavish mine on you till every drop is gone. I pour my love like all upon your feet, like wine for you to drink, like water from my heart. I pour my love on you. It praises like perfume. I lavish mine on you till every drop is gone. And I pour my love, yeah, all upon your feet. I want for you to drink my water from my heart. I pour my love on you. drop is gone I pour my love yeah, like upon your feet like wine for you to drink like water from my heart I pour my love on you and praise is like perfume love is my own Till every drop is gone, I pour my love on you. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know how to say exactly how I feel. I can't begin to tell you. Your love is meant, and I'm lost for words. Is there a way? Is there a way to show the passion in my heart? That can I express how truly great I think you are, my dearest friend? Lord, this is my desire to pour my love on you, like all upon your feet, like wine for you to drink, like 
water from my heart. I pour my love on you. It praises like her view. I light a sun on you till every drop is gone. I pour my love like oil upon your feet. Like wine for you to drink. Like water from my heart. I pour my love on you. It praises. 